In this episode, the Australians stranded in South America, the shocking coronavirus statistic and the launch of a carbon credit card. Welcome to the new daily World Nomads podcast. We'll be keeping you up to date with travel alerts, information about coronavirus and sharing some uplifting news and views to inspire you and keep you smiling. Hi, it's Kim and Phil with you and our daily COVID-19 episode as the coronavirus continues to cause huge disruption across the travel industry, Phil. How many yous were in huge then, Kim? There were a lot. Uh, There were a lot. It does, but online magazine Globe Trender has identified several travel trends emerging now and post-virus, and that includes nature tourism with Yonder offering travellers the chance to book stays in cabins and ranches across the US. Video game maker Atari is opening a series of hotels complete with esports studios and gaming playgrounds. And Doconomy has launched the world's first credit card that monitors purchases by their carbon emissions and puts a cap on spending based on a user's impact on the climate. We've stopped talking about the climate, haven't we, while we're talking about this? Well, we kind of have, but just a cap on spending generally would be great with a, with a card. Uh, what so. else have you got for us? <laughs> yeah, I, I need one of those too. China has ended its lockdown of Wuhan. Wuhan! That was a woohoo. The original epicentre of the virus, but Chinese health experts have urged the public to continue to practice caution. Meanwhile, the number of deaths in New York have surpassed the 9-11 terrorism attack. I was just emailing a friend of mine who lives in New York today and she was saying how weird it is there and, uh, yeah, I was just hoping that she stays safe. Yeah, I have a niece living there at the moment and same kind of feeling. That really is a shocking statistic, Phil. Well, next we're going to hear a couple of stories from Australians stranded in South America. Mary Thompson is trapped in Peru with her husband, Jed, and children, Caleb and Isla, with more than reportedly 300-odd other Australians and in the whole of South America, not with Marion family. And um, <laughs> like many, they were travelling when the country went into lockdown. We were, yeah. So we actually, this was a bit of a trip of a lifetime. We, we've um, planned for the last few years and been saving really hard. And we left in December. We left Australia just before Christmas last year. So we're about three months into a nine-month trip. Yeah, so we left before there was even, you know, any whiff of coronavirus in the news or anything like that that we were aware of anyway. Um, yeah, and so we've just been travelling. We've been keeping an eye on Smart Traveller as well, obviously, and um, and been watching that quite closely. But it was really just in the last couple of days before the lockdown came in here in Peru that everything just seemed to amp up quite significantly. So why is it that you can't get a flight back to Australia? Because you've got children as well. We do, yeah. So, so we've got Caleb, who's twelve, and um, and then our daughter Isla, who is eight years old. So we, um, when the lockdown was announced here in Peru, we were given twenty four hours notice um, of borders closing, no flights in or out, all of that sort of thing. Not allowed to travel anywhere. Literally, you're in your either hostel, hotel, house, Airbnb, whatever it is that you're staying in, and you're allowed to leave to go get groceries, go to the bank, or go get healthcare. And they're the only reasons that you're allowed to leave. There's a curfew as well. Um, we had 24 hours notice and we were not in Cusco at the time. We were in the Sacred Valley, which is a couple of hours away. Um, so we yeah, tried our hardest to get some flights. We traveled through um, the early hours in the morning, as early as we could to get a driver to bring us back to Cusco, went straight to the airport. We're unable to get any flights. We were unable to enter the airport if you didn't have flights booked already. Um, Yes, obviously, as soon as the the lockdown 
was announced um yeah any flights that were going out that next day were just snapped up straight away and then yeah and now there's no flights leaving anymore <laughs> it's been quite difficult um, and i think i can probably speak for a lot of the australians that are here in, in peru as well it's been really difficult to sit here and, and see in the media and um and and hearing through people that you've met as well that there's all these other nationalities and their governments are coming and getting them out and there is a cost as well you know and that's obviously no one's looking for a free ride but um for example i'm pretty sure that the irish and um, their government have repatriated them and i think it costs about 250 euros and um, israel came and um yeah the israeli nationals here like they left for free it didn't cost them anything i think even with america there's mexico germany there's the UK, there's a huge number of, um, of different nationalities here whose governments have all come to, um, to get them out. And um, there's been a small cost to them, but that's it, yeah. Whereas Australia, we've been yeah, advised to pay 5,000 for a charter flight or just sit and wait. So what, what's your reaction to that? It seems pretty harsh, doesn't it? Yeah, um, we're just, to be honest, we're just dumbfounded. Um, it's kind of, uh, to me, it just kind of, it's a bit beyond belief, to, to be honest. Um, I just don't understand how they can do that. Like I said, no one's looking for a free ride. I mean, you know, we're all over here. We've, you know, we all had tickets to go home or we're all expecting to buy tickets to go back home to Australia anyway. And then, um, yeah, everyone just wants to be on home soil. I'm aware of other people that are here that, um, you know, that have come for a holiday that have kids at home, you know, that, and, you know, there's, um, so they're separated from the children right now and they can't get back to the children because of this. So the government tells you to wait it out. Is that what you're going to do? Um, well, to be honest, we don't have any other option. So, yeah, so we've just got to sit and wait out this, this lockdown and, um, and see if any flights come up once it finishes. But if not, it will be the end of April, unless the Australian government decides that they want to come in and help us and, and help us get home. They could have got on a chartered flight, Phil, but that would have cost more than 24000 Australian dollars. Meantime, Max Quick is a 19-year-old Australian in lockdown in Argentina. So basically, I'd, I'd been travelling in Argentina for about three months. Um, and at the time when the pandemic hit, I was uh, in the middle of nowhere, actually. I'd I'd hiked up into the middle of the mountains uh, for about uh, three days or so. When I walked back into town, there was nothing open, all, no one in the streets. It, it was crazy. I, I didn't know what was going on. And that was basically when it hit me that, that this coronavirus thing had got gone crazy until that point though yeah. you were really enjoying your, your trip i think you said you were surviving on five australian dollars a day um just camping and hanging out with like-minded people yeah pretty much i i'd been traveling for three months a lot of hitchhike with a lot of hitchhiking a lot of um camping and i met so many amazing people it was crazy i picked up by a guy hitchhiking who invited me to stay with his family for four days or something like that and I helped him on his farm and got to stay with his kids and his wife and all of that and it's been an absolutely incredible experience yeah yeah it's so sad to have that interrupted but so many stories like yours Max any chance that you can get back to Australia right now there's no talk about a flight 
from Argentina to Australia. I've been, um, I've been hoping and I've been trying as hard as I can to get in touch with politicians and it's, it's impossible at the moment. I, I had a hard time even getting to Buenos Aires, the capital of Argentina, so it's, it's pretty impossible to get out of here right now. <laughs> yeah. So tell us that story. And, How and- did you get to Buenos Aires? So basically, I was in a really secluded town um, when this pandemic hit. I met I met some French people, and they wanted to get home as well, just like I did. We ended up forming a plan to buy some bicycles. Well, th- actually, they already had bicycles. They'd been cycling um, from Uswai all the way up to where I was in Berlin. So I bought a bicycle and the plan was we would get a lift to the border with uh, Cordoba and we would ride the last 200 kilometres to where we could catch a plane to Buenos Aires. We got to the first town and they turned us around, the police. They wouldn't even look at our embassy's letters. They wouldn't look at anything. They just told us to go home. That night, the police called us and they told us that they'd found a way through and they wrote us up a letter and we drove through the next day the whole way to Cordoba. Just to get where I am now, the, the crossing the provincial borders is, is insane, like very much in complete lockdown um, and there's no commercial flights out of Buenos Aires. There's, it, it's impossible to... To move. Look, very frustrating for all those Australians and their families back home too. This, uh, there is, by the way, a Facebook group you can yep. join. Aussies stuck in Latin America due to coronavirus. Says what it is <laughs> on the back. Says, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> they spent a lot of time thinking that one up. Says what it is. Well done. Look, if you're stuck as well or you have a story to share you'd like to uh, pass on to the travel community, email us at podcast at worldnomads.com. Next episode, Amy's story. She's been separated from her partner because of the pandemic. The World Nomads Podcast. Explore your boundaries.